Welcome to Micromobility, a podcast exploring the disruptive potential of lightweight utility vehicles. Using the history of computing as a framework, we examine how these technologies will upend everything we thought we knew about the future of urban transport. The host of the show is Horace Deju, founder of Asimco.com, and I'm his co-host, Oliver Bruce. Welcome back to Micromobility. Horace, how are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm 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 uh, still stranded still, in Boston, eh? Still stranded, trying to figure a way out of here. Uh, but I, you know, it's getting closer. Yeah, cool. Well, look, you've been posting a lot about e-bikes on your Twitter stream in the last uh, couple of weeks, and um, we haven't really, you know, we've been talking kind of in more general terms about a lot of things uh, more recently in philosophical episodes, and I'm keen to just get into some nitty gritty about some e-bikes. Um, because that's certainly the state of the industry for shared scooters at the moment. It's a bit tough, but e-bikes uh, through this whole COVID lockdown and the and the rebuild period seem to have really captured the imagination, and we're seeing really substantial growth in those. So I wanted to kind of uh, use the time to to unpack what what you're seeing and maybe go back to the start of this, like what you know you rejected e-bikes. I remember uh, you know the the first conversations we had about this. Uh, Micromobility was cool, e-bikes were okay, but they didn't think they were the thing. But it seems like well, they're really capturing the imagination now. So let, let me let me put it this way. I've gotten a lot of inquiries last few days, last few weeks about e-bikes. And um, it's suddenly very, very hot topic. Uh, more so in the U.S. Uh, Europe, it's been hot for a while. Um, the The, you know... Uh, the data has just come, been coming in a year, quarter after quarter, year after year. Um, the the you know the e-bike sales in Europe has been you know it's over 3.4 million last year. So this is just now being tallied for 2019. And although there, there's, there's, there was this huge COVID uh, 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 you know collapse in in all, all commerce. Uh, people are still saying we're going to see growth this year, uh, not as much as last year, but it, but we're going to see we're going to see 2020 bigger than 2019, which means 3.4 million plus. So um, that that that's a huge. Uh, and by the way, the peak selling season for bikes is spring, uh, early summer, which is just what we lost during the 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 COVID uh, lockdowns in Europe. But but the thing is this, okay, so uh, the Europe is it's been hot. The U.S. suddenly, I had three of my own friends buy e-bikes in the last few days. Um, um, one bought it from me. I actually put it up, put up a, a bike of my own for sale, and it got picked up within 24 hours. Uh, it was sold on, on Craigslist. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's suddenly every, everybody's asking, VCs are asking, um, Journalists are asking. Um, uh, people are writing stories about you know the, the the you know the e-bike is having a moment, and and I'm like this is flashback. Where I'm, I'm telling people where were you in 2016 when I was thinking about this stuff? Uh, I mean, <laughs> oh Horace, such a curse to be so early. Well, yeah, 2016 was the time to get involved in e-bikes if you wanted to sell e-bikes, as we're seeing them being sold now, which is 
uh, in Europe, like as I, as I said, and and uh, start, starting very, very, very gently in the U.S. And keep in mind that you know I think the U.S. market is a tenth of Europe, and and population-wise, it's on roughly the same. So there, there's there's uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 there's clearly something uh, of a delay here. But my my point is that okay, let's be clear. This is owned bikes, not shared, and shared e-bikes haven't yet taken off. Although I'm hoping, given the my involvement with Bond Mobility, uh, but the the point is that shared e-bikes are completely different than owned e-bikes. And I looked at owned e-bikes early, as I said, and rejected the, the notion as, as a business I want to invest, invest in personally. Now, people are asking me now about who, where they should invest. I'm even getting it on Twitter. Which, you know, which company should I invest? E-bikes are, are going to be huge. Again, this is like, you know, I'm like deja vu. Uh, but, but let me explain why I don't think e-bikes as a, as a owned product as it is today, unless dramatically altered, are a great business model. And the, the, the first explanation I have, the first data point I have is exhibit A is the fact that there's over 1,000 e-bike companies. And people ask me, do you, which one do you recommend? I don't know. Because I don't know a thousand <laughs> names, I, I we I actually we actually even wrote a rewrote an article on this, uh, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, but we uh, went out and asked all the specialists uh, and and put it up on micromobility.io. Well, they're wrong. They're wrong. Interesting. Well, I happen to like the Van Muth S3. I recommend it. I've ridden one. I think they're great. Very good. But did you t- yep. try the other nine hundred and ninety? No. Right. So how do you know it's 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 all that great? You know, the problem is I'll tell you what your what bike people are going to buy. They're going to buy the bike that's in the shop nearest to their house. Because then that shop is probably going to carry three models out of 3000. And they're only going to carry those models because they did a deal with the distributor. And they're going to keep them in inventory for 6 months and mark them up at 40%. That's how the business works today. It's a lousy business because it goes through orifices. It goes through the the, the, the retail uh, channel, which also acts as the service network, and they make a ton of money on service. And they only service a couple of parts on that on the bike that they can specialize in, and that's the motor and, and drivetrain in general, which includes the battery. But typically, that's either going to be Bosch or it's going to be uh, you know Shimano or it's going to be uh, uh, you, you know whoever is uh, is pushing a particular particular uh, uh, drivetrain today. Uh, Bosch is by far the biggest, but there are, there are basically, once you're stuck in that, quote, platform, and it's not really a platform, but that's essentially how the market revolves. And it, it's completely nonsensical. It's like saying, I'm going to buy whatever computer is in the shop next to me, and, it, you know, if it has an Intel microprocessor, I can only, you know, uh, work with, uh, you know, someone who services that model. So it, 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 the reason this is all wrong is because there's no economy of scale. There are, there's no global players. There are some, you know, the, the largest in the world, giant, you know, but they're in terms of market share, tiny, okay? It's f- highly fragmented. No one is getting economy of scale. No one's getting to, to really integrate the, the value chain or the supply chain. 
and to figure out how to get squeeze a little bit of cost out of it, how to how to tighten it up so that it goes a little bit faster, how to take slop out in terms of inventory, you know, things sitting in containers for for months on end, all of that stuff. It's just it's if you look at it coming either from computing. To telephony or mobile phones or consumer electronics, you look at this industry and you just you 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 look you know like a ghost. You you go pale thinking about it. It's so it's so horrible. It is it is wrong because also there are effectively the distribution and 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 post sale support is de- dealt with mom and pop shops. It is it is very very few spots on a, a map that actually will carry any one bike. So then no one has broad distribution. Let me give you an example. I went to Eurobike like 2017 2018. This is the the premier bike show in the world, and there were over 700 exhibitors in the pavilion dealing with e-bikes, and I was like, this was magic. I took hundreds of pictures. I was like, you know, posting these and and telling everybody about it. Zero response, obviously. Nobody's interested, obviously. But then I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Let's let me just figure this out. So I go around the show floor and I ask people. I ask I ask uh, uh, a um, uh, you know one of the people reps standing in the booth. You know, what do, what, what success? What does this success for you mean at this show? You know, why are you here, basically? I would put it nicely. It's like, how do you measure your success? And he said, well, you know, I want to fill my order book. It's like, oh, okay, so you have, you actually have, you're taking orders right here. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I'm selling. What, what are you selling? You know, so who do you sell to? Because this was this was trade show between businesses. It was not to individuals. This was not consumers. Um, I mean, they get the chance to come in, but most of the time for a whole week, it's like the the the, the you know the consumers going on the weekend, um, but it's it's business to business the rest of the week, and and so he said, yeah, the dealers are the ones who I'm hoping to 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 get a get a you know get them some signed up, get some pieces sold to them. That's the word they use, pieces. And I said, okay, so there's hundreds of sellers. And there's a ha- there's a dozens of buyers because the buyers are 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 you know although there might be a lot of mom and pop they're not going to be buying at the show large numbers they're going to be you know some major you know and there th- these are some of the big retail chains and maybe some 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 bike shops that are actually you know franchising or doing something bigger and so they control roughly the the you know, whether the show's a success or not. So there, this is like the orifices, like you've got 500 PC companies and then they're all trying to sell to a handful of buyers. Or you'd imagine the, the car world if there were hundreds of car companies, thousands of car companies, which well, was the case Well, they were in on. the beginning, were they not? Yeah. I mean, this is the whole thing that's quite interesting about the auto industry was that it, it had upwards of what 3000 manufacturers at the time Exactly at and we we talked about this probably before but the point I'm I'm saying is that that stage of the market which was where we at it it got transformed through uh, you know in the case of PCs we you know we had a couple of winners emerging and we had a, few, a couple of winners emerging from the car industry as well in consolidation but those we merged had figured something out that was different than everybody else in the case of the car, it was it was mass mass production and mass distribution. In the case of personal computing, it was either Apple the integrated model or Dell, you know the 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 uh, uh, 
you know, order through a catalog or on, online, and we're going to, you know, custom build it for you just in time, which is a brilliant idea, right? But the, the, the I, you know, both of those things were, were uh, so th- these emerged out of the hundreds of, of alternatives. So the question, it might be the right question for e-bikes, isn't, oh, is this the best feeling bike? The question is, who's got this figured out so that we're going to transform this industry from from all mom and pop? So the, 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 the my point about the trade show is like I'm looking at it and saying, well, since distribution is the biggest problem, this whole show doesn't make sense in a world where we would have shared, for example, and you have a dominant player. Like at the time, it was Ofo and Mobike, which in one year shipped 23 million bikes out of a market of 100 million bikes. And this is not e-bikes, but just regular bikes. Imagine that's 23%, and they got to the, from zero to 23% in one year. And they built their own supply chain. They, you know, they, they got deep into the, the, the production and design of the bikes. But and that's what I had in my mind at the time. I was like saying, well, this can happen to e-bikes. And it happened in in the in the pedal bike business because they were going shared, and I thought you know e bikes are going to go shared. So that was that was the the, the logic of the time. Is like said if you have a shared bike logic, you 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 can also do uh, distribution because you can have like a buy button on the bike. It's like you really enjoy riding this bike, then go ahead and push the bike. Now again, this would have been different in the case of an industrial bike like a you know like we had the the. Uh, jump bikes so it was you would it would have to be some a consumerized version but the, the the problem is today so okay fast forward now so we're looking at the world four years later and suddenly e-bikes are back in 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 the news but i'm asking myself the same question what what's so special about any newcomer that's going to launch a bike today that was different than what it was three, four years ago? Did they solve distribution? Did they solve service and support? Did they did they make the bike smarter? Did they solve theft? Did they solve vandalism? Did they solve the question of how do you lock the bike up in, you know, when it's more valuable? And, and, and how, does, how does the newcomer actually change the world except maybe, you know, again, I saw 700 different bikes, even really exotic ones cargo bikes you name it hundreds of models out there um the ones that that were super powerful the ones that were obviously off-road the ones that were retro style that looked like harley davidson's there were there were just incredible variety of 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 innovative concepts i looked at um you know things that were like you know coffee makers involved you know like like you know like a cargo bike that's a business um and and so again i i just i just uh i'm a little frustrated by the by the the sudden vogue uh, of ideas which i feel are not truly disruptive in 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 that now of course i'm biased because i think shared is the bike model that i i i went with but the the you know i do own e-bikes i have i don't know how many i just like i said sold one of them because i had too many but the 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 problem is that it 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 none of them really uh, they, I love riding them. They're absolutely fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not getting the utilization. I'm not riding them as often as I wish 
I would, I, I could, if there was a service in my town where I would be able to, uh, you know, do trip chaining and, and multimodal and do all these other things where I don't have to worry. Because the problem with a bike you own is that it owns you to some degree. Well, if you take it to a place, you have to take it back from that place. And you're saying, can I leave it here? Can I leave it here? You're always nervous a little bit about, you know, especially it's a great bike. Um, and so so most people take them out for round trips and, and recreation and other things. So, you know, I, I'm... I'm you know, I'd like to be more more positive generally, but but it, it bothers me a little bit that that um, the, the newcomers are not uh, the giant leaps forward that I'm hoping for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's interesting hearing you say all those things because I think when you talk about distribution, when you talk about have they fixed theft, have they thought about, have they made the bike smarter and all that sort of stuff, Van Move strikes me as one that has done that. Um, obviously, I you know we've had uh, Taco uh, on the on the podcast a couple of times um, to talk through those things. But I agree with you. I mean, they're they're like but one player, and they're not that wide in their distribution, right? They're, they've got a couple of cities in the US and a couple of cities in Europe. Um, and it, I wouldn't say that they're um, you know they're not certainly as widespread, for example, as the Giant or the Specialized or the Trek or these others. And I don't think those guys are necessarily well set up. You know, there was someone who, on Twitter. I can't remember. Who, okay, let me who, ask who you a quick exactly. question. By the way, yeah, sure. What's the number one selling bike brand in Europe? I wouldn't have a clue, actually. It's a. I I, I don't know the name either. But it's whatever the brand is from Decathlon, which is the big box retailer. It's 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 their own in you know own store brand. So really, so okay, yes, yes. By far the biggest bike maker in Europe right now is is Decathlon, which is a retailer. It's like saying it's Walmart here, you know, in the U.S. or or maybe I don't know who the equivalent of of a big box uh, sort of sporting goods store. Um, but, but that's 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 how it is. If if you if you own the distribution. As, as in the case of Decathlon, which is a French chain, by the way, um, they they are basically, they can source the bike themselves, no big deal. In fact, they have a dozen models. I've been in one in Spain. There's nothing wrong with them, but there may be, you know, sort of Walmart quality, but people buy them by the by the tens of hundreds of thousands. I mean, that, that, that that's the sad reality. And I'm not saying this, you know, I, I'm just saying that, that, it's not a smart bike in that sense. It's it's uh, it's off the shelf componentry. It's like a white label PC again. Going back to the PC days yeah. before yep. we had the Dells and the HPs, but we had all these other con. You know, uh, um, many 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 people made their own PCs. Actually, I've built a few myself back in the day. Um, and and if you were, were a retailer like CompUSA, you could sell. CompUSA branded computers, right? Or, or, or you know, uh, I remember there was one called Gateway or something like that. Yeah, um, I was just going to say Gateway. The cow we had those motif. In, yep, yep, totally. And they were popular. And I also think as well that, the, you know, we, we're kind of gone back to this. I think about, for example, the fact that even nowadays when you go and do the e-bike purchasing experience, it's things like, okay, he's got a Bosch motor and a Shimano uh, you know Shimano gear set and it strikes me as being those period when it was like you know had the Intel Pentium processor inside like nowadays nobody cares about that stuff 
but back in the day, those were the the, the components um, that you needed to have in order oh, yeah, to be able totally, to have this. Totally, and, and it, but that's that's typical of the enthusiast market. Um, nothing wrong with it, but I'm just saying that right now we don't argue what chipsets are in 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 the laptops we use because mostly we can't see them. Um, although maybe you know the reviewers still talk about that. Um, but yeah, so so my my uh, assumption for micromobility four years ago, before even the name came out, um, was that this was going to be uh, transformed through software. And I said, the company that's going to win this game is going to be led by a software person. And I haven't seen that yet. I mean, there are definitely some micromobility or software companies, that's for sure. But in the e-bike space, uh, sadly, we, you know, well, again, Bond, I shouldn't, toot that horn too much but you know just did an acquisition uh in the software world but it's 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 not something that we hear about as far as the brands that you hear most uh you know talked about today again new brands in 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 e-bikes particularly in the u.s uh, maybe a little bit in Europe, I guess Van Boof is more European. But it, it, it's, it's this kind of question in my mind that you know, a lot of those folks, again, came over and I, you know, I've had conversations as well. Um, you know, what's your, what's your angle? And, uh, the, 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 you know, there's, there's interesting tweaks to the models, right? There's, there's, you know, design questions around frames and around batteries and integration and removable or not and you know where do you put the the gearing or 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 rather the, the where, where you put the motor and all these debates there there are amusing interesting debates but it's to me the business model of the bike as a service and the bike as ubiquitous that hasn't happened yet and and well, so I, again I, I, I want to push back on yeah. this notion because the, the you know you you frame it as being it's going to eventually turn into software, but in some ways because they're vehicles, I would actually argue that the parallel here would that we are probably likely to see, and we've even kind of alluded to it in the sense that we talk about there were you know back in the early days of the auto industry, three thousand manufacturers which can kind of combined down to Ford and GM and maybe a couple and you know a couple of others that were more regional players. But I would look at it and say why is it not going to end up like that why is you why are we not going to end up with like an auto sector where nobody really has more than 10 or 15% of the market um, that that it you know you end up with integrated products, but you know you will have a Porsche equivalent, and that they that your Van Moof might be the Porsche equivalent. A really ni- kind of niche manufacturer make really nice bikes. Specialized is another one. You know it's, they they typically have market game, prices that are forty percent more than the standard market, and they can justify it because everybody loves the specialized brand. Look, I love Stromer's uh, and I love Bond, which are the the newer versions of of. Um, of our bikes, but it's, 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 you know, and I use often the phrase, you know, the Porsches of e-bike, um, that's how we want to position. But the, the, the thing that, that, um, uh, I, I, in some ways that is the way the language is spoken today, but I would rather say it's the iPhone of e-bikes. I would rather say it's the iOS of e-bikes and, or iOS of micromobility, which would imply it's a platform story. And then we kind of don't really discuss so much 
uh, if we're insiders, if we're industry insiders, we don't really discuss so much the hardware. We know that's going to change every every year. We th- we think about you know how do the services evolve? And again, your point is well taken. If if the industry consolidates and it does, you know, develop brands, which I think are, are the, perhaps the next step is we're going to see some brand development and people really will begin to associate the uh, the, the vehicles with 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 these with these evocative names. Um, but there's still the question of okay, we need to go a lot further in business models in, evolu- in evolving the 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 way the industry. Uh, uh, you know, manages the customer's experience across more than the you know the 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 journey, more across the uh, you know engaging with uh, other users, engaging uh, with with, uh, with with the shops along the way. Uh, you know, so you, so you have commerce engaging with with users in terms of points or or loyalty. Um, there's a lot of things we can do and build more. Uh, you know, payments is one thing already. Obviously, Bird has looked at, um, and and so there's all these things that can be built on top. And and that implies really thinking about this whole system uh, as much more than just e-bikes with or bicycles with motors. Uh, it's like saying telephones with batteries, right? Oh, wouldn't it be great? What do you have? Oh, I have a, a a battery telephone, and you have just the regular telephone. That's how it sounds to me right now. Right. It's like when we when we tr- transformed the smartphone. I remember also arguing this a few maybe ten years ago. I said. We won't say smartphone anymore. We'll just say phone. Mm-hmm. And people were looking at me really strange at the time because I said at the time we had not just phones. We had obviously phone replaced mobile phone, but we had feature phone, phone and smartphone. So we had all these different types of phones. But I said this one form factor, the smartphone, is going to be so dominant. It's going to take take ownership of the word itself. And, and so... That, as in the PC, became a PC is a personal computer, but it's any PC is a PC. The, the any smartphone is a phone, and so that now you always ask somebody, did you, you know, can I use your phone? Did you take your phone with you? Or I say I lost my phone. That's how you talk about smartphones in particular. So the the, the thing about this vehicle also won't be so much that um, you know it's an e bike. It'll first of all be. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be called. It could be a micro mobility something, but maybe it could be like the way the word Xerox became uh, uh, commoditized, where sure. you know it's a trademark. But uh, that's what that's what it feels like right now. It's like e-bikes are are just uh, 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 an interesting variant of bike. I don't think that's where we need to be. We need to think much more beyond that. Hmm. So if we're to go into that, because there's a there's a part of that as well, which then dictates, well, as you say, you're likely to see the smartphone, sorry, the, the, the software manufacturer, the, the person who owns the software who then develops that. If you were to make a pick about where that comes from, you know, do you think it will be an existing manufacturer today or do you think it'll be someone like Apple who's going to be getting into this e-bike story? That is story? A, a great question. And this is one that I'm every day struggling with. I'm asking myself, is there a, you know, uh, is, the, is, the, is the challenger, is the disruptor coming from 
a bunch of areas that could candidate areas. Let me talk you through some of them. One, it could be a, a, a you know much more traditional bike company that or you know incumbent bike company. I really don't think so. I don't see giant transforming itself mostly because they're 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 listening so hard to their customers and their customers are not asking for the thing that I'm telling them they need to do. Customers are not asking for software, right? Uh, they're not even asking for electric. Typically, electric is 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 a non-consumption. You know, you have older people or or commuters or other people than sports people wanting to use that feature. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's been a struggle for a lot of incumbents even to go electric, right? Um, uh, and, and I've talked to a few of these, uh, you know, athletic types and enthusiasts who, who are, absolutely hate e-bikes, and those are the ones who spend thousands and thousands on bikes and buy a lot of them. Um, so those are the premium customer for for most incumbents. Next group, okay, and, and a startup bike company. Now, to the extent that a startup like a Van Move is funded or founded by a person coming from a software at least partially partially and from that background mm-hmm. they're going to be looking at the industry differently and they're going to be looking at it you know and also match to that founder there should be capital that also wants to direct them or is interested in the payoff from not just being another bike company which is a mom and pop business with low margins but they want to somehow become a huge global player um, and and they're not thinking about utility or at least I hope not and are thinking about this as more as a platform think that would be the you know the kind of capital you want to attract paired with the right founder now that's the most likely scenario but the wild card the wild card is an uh, an outsider from the industry like again in the phone business we ended up with dominance from from um from Apple and Google, but in, in, in the destruction of Motorola, Nokia, of, uh, not so much Samsung, but there were, you know, and there were a few others that came in later, but but Microsoft also tried to get into that game and failed. But generally, the the this is where, where the outsiders would come in with a platform of software thinking above all. And so th- this is where I ask myself, b- uh, along what axis or basis of competition would would an apple join or a google join or even an amazon yeah if you if they if they, you look at them they're they there are several things that they might look at this industry and say hey i think it's for us like let's start with amazon they would say well look we're we're, we're spending how many billions on on delivery vehicles how many billions on on even autonomy uh, for for those vehicles? I know they're investing in autonomy for 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 delivery vehicles. Uh, obviously, logistics is their is their is their sort of their 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 backbone, right? Um, as a business, and and so so you know they might want to look at inner city or or urban core. Uh, delivery and ask, you know, wouldn't we be, be better off with a micro vehicle? And they might invest from that point of view. So they would come in from the delivery angle. But if if they figure out like they did with AWS, remember AWS, one of the greatest businesses in the world, yes, started started as them saying, hey, we got excess capacity. 
We got a data center. We got, we got excess capacity. Let's find a way to parcel it out as a service. And now it's one of the most profitable businesses in the world, and and certainly certainly uh, sort of holds up a- Amazon as 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 a, as a business as well. Um, and and so so it's, that would be one angle for for Amazon. Very curious, very peculiar way of of doing it. But imagine if they did, you know, and they they would source their own cargo bikes they would have amazing uh, features and power and connectivity and all those other cool things that they needed and suddenly they'd say hey you know what this is would make a great family bike as well and they would start selling them that's, that's another option or they may put them out as a fleet who knows they could even share them and say hey we want we want gig riders and and you can use the bike as much as you want if you deliver a couple of packages a day you know going kind of a hybrid model between uh you know what where, where you're a uniform delivery person or you're you're effectively uh, an Uber driver, okay, or or a gig driver. So yeah. th- there's not all that potential, right? Um, then let's look at how Google might come in. Yet a completely different approach. Now Google would look at it and say the way they invested in Lime already, and they would say, hey, actually maybe Maps are an interesting angle. So they would say Maps. What do we do for for uh, for us, you know, delivering uh, mapping technology? But they might also look at it and say, you know, what we need to capture data for maps. And what do we have today out there? We have cars driving around capturing data for maps, and they're you know very expensive. And they're going to look at it and say, but you know, micro vehicles are actually a much more effective way of capturing the last kilometer and even the last meter of of, a, of the global grid. Right? They go to places that actually cars can't go. You would you would have a very interesting. And in order to to not have to pay for for uh, a person to do it, we would actually put these out for people to use with the provision that you know uh we get to capture you know the the imaging that they that uh, along their routes and you know anonymize it to some in some ways but basically crowdsourcing what is essentially map creation think about it there's billions of dollars of billions and billions that that both of these companies are spending both amazon and and google are spending in their heart in the core businesses and flipping a switch to bring micro in would be like for them like change in the in 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 the couch it would be like pennies compared you to mean what if, for example you had a, a, a so so for we've talked about in the past about having the ca- camera on the front of a scooter or an e-bike or something like that that just captures data can like uploads a bunch of data absolutely. about what the, yeah yeah absolutely. i see what you're saying okay and, and so they would look at it as a cost reduction opportunity and so would amazon and in so doing they could put the biggest global fleet of micro vehicles the world has ever seen just to save a couple of pennies on their on uh, on on their cost structure, that's exactly how it would feel, right? I mean, these companies are spending tens of billions of dollars a year in capital expenditures. These are, these are data centers. These are uh, uh, maps cost two to three billion. Is, was my last estimate a year mm-hmm. in terms of of the data capture and data data and that's per meaning. operator. So that's Google will spend on that, and then Apple and will Apple spend would, that as well. would do, yep. does the same. And yes, Nokia, yes, and yeah. they have yeah, and Nokia's yeah now. Third of that list was Apple. And so how would Apple approach this? Would they come in and say, oh, you know, we want to sell bikes the way we sell PCs or Macs uh, or, or phones? Maybe, maybe, but maybe they could look at it yet yet in the in a completely new way as uh, as a way to maybe, you know, enhance the the their um, mobile payments. Okay, if you think about it as, and I've argued this case before that saying that, 
that it's the commerce angle that's really interesting, where where uh, having the user uh, uh, keep their head up uh, as they're riding and, and looking around and giving you know getting stimulation stimuli from from the world around them to make decisions as to whether they're going to stop at a shop or or do other things. So you know, Apple I know on their campus has their employees using bikes. Okay, and not the e-bikes, just regular bikes, because their campus is pretty large. All right. Yes. Yep. And 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 so the, the, you know, the, there's possible learning there going on. Uh, they might be saying, okay, what if we think about our customers and and what experiences they might want to get? Maybe they're going to be very modest in the beginning and thinking about oh, you know, uh, uh, an embedded uh, uh, iOS device, or even more crazy, they might actually look at it as a health thing. The, the way a Peloton is is you know selling a vehicle, but it's stationary. But it's 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 the idea of kind of okay integration with Apple Watch, maybe, you know, something cool with a helmet. And that might lead them to think about AR, VR, and sort of having smart smart helmets and other things like that. And it would be a killer app for that. Uh, this is a little bit off really, really, you know, really, really uh, uh, Hail Mary pass, so to speak, here. But again, these are hobbies for these companies. These would be hobbies. These would be, you know, projects that they would do, but would have profound impact on on the industry because they would each each one of these three would come with a platform story. Would each come would come at it as as a software. You know, these are basically software objects they're they're putting out there. So my point is that's the wild card, and you can see the you know the three candidates incumbents. Uh, versus uh, entrants, which are you know looking at it as a bike business, and then outsiders who are looking at bikes as a, as as an ancillary business, but it somehow could be form formative as far as the platform story. Now, it, I, you know, I'm just I'm just looking three steps ahead. We really got to go many more steps beyond that to to see this becoming a global platform. But this is this gives you an idea of the dynamics and and I've only you know taken the stab at a few 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 of these players there could be others out there I'm I'm not even imagining yet uh, what about Disney what about uh, uh, you know uh, well I was going to ask about the auto OEMs because GM obviously proposed one Jeep has proposed one Volkswagen had a model yeah, for the one. reason I have I haven't put them forward is yes there are they've already tried and failed and the reason their their DNA is not Conducive. Let me explain why they'll fail, and they have tried already. Both. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been, by the way, the same bike, bike, uh, uh, Eurobike. There were uh, I saw uh, Ducati, BMW, uh, Pininfarina, which is a, a automotive design house. Oh, Maserati uh, had one, didn't they? As well, Maserati. Fiat. I've seen that one Fiat, as well. Yep. All all the automakers had something on the exhibit with an e-bike. And and some were scooters as well, but basically they were putting their badge on existing vehicles, and 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 they it was about signaling that look we're we're hip and we're cool because what it means cool in Europe, and has been for three years is an e-bike. I was watching a commercial by the way, not a commercial, sorry. I was watching a video to how to use your Porsche. It was a, a, a newish newish Porsche, and they made sure that in in the in the shot where the Porsche pulls into a garage, that there's a two beautiful e-bikes in the garage as well. You cannot be a cool person with a lot of money in Europe unless you have an e-bike. It's so important, right? Anyway, I digress. Yes. I digress. 
Uh, the, the, the point about the OEMs, though, is the reason they have difficulty, well, but they will have difficulty with this, is that they don't, back to distribution and support, are they going to let their own dis- uh, dealer networks handle these uh, sales, handle these support? Um, and, and, and the problem would be for a dealer, they'll scratch their heads and say, how much are you going to sell this for? What, $4,000? Where's my, well, what's going to be my margin? And what am I going to do? I've got a, you know, a shop full of, uh, uh, equipment that services cars. You want me to service these, these toy toys, you know, these, these rinky little, uh, bicycles? No way. It, it's like, there's no, it, it, the, the dealer models that exist for car makers are, are exorbitantly expensive and require to be fed, exorbitantly expensive vehicles with with high high you know service bills um the, the dealerships actually make money on service not on sales yes and so the if the dealership rejects this product as they likely would what how are they going to sell these instead that's the good you go back to the same question so your bmw what are you going to put this in in walmart I, 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 it does, where else are you going to sell it? You're going to sell it through a through a, a, a in in a in a big box, uh, you know, or or I should say, mom and pop a, a, a bike shop. And if 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 so, you know, that bike shop is full up to the rafters with 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 you know the existing inventory. And how are you going to fit on the shelf alongside you know the other hundred options there? So it it's it's still back to the same problem. How would BMW deal with the distribution question? Again, this these are not problems for 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 the, these newcomers, Apple, Google, and 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 Amazon, or even possibly Microsoft. I even I didn't even bring them up. But it's like these guys would would, would look at e-bikes and say, ah, it's just a hobby. We don't have to worry. We 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 put them out there. We you know we have servicing infrastructures for them, and we built our own if necessary, and so on. Um, it's 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 just that's the that's the to me the the big question mark. And by the way. In particular, the most fearsome is Google because they have a position with the uh, maps that would effectively um, uh, already today surface Lime as the, the default micro-ability choice. Did we talk about this, my, my worry with maps? Um, is, You're is worried? How... With, no, no, no. We haven't talked about this. So, yeah. yeah okay. What... So... So the the thing is that above the service layer uh, or operator layer in the micromobility space, you have something called MOS or mobility as a service, which are effectively aggregation, and and so they they allow a um, you know uh, a, a bike and and bike sharing, a car sharing, maybe a you know a taxi service, a transit, all of these to be on a subscription basis, and effectively you you choose your destination and you have five different ways of getting there. Uh, and they're all basically prepaid, and that's that's the logic of Moss. But in 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 competition with that are transit authorities who who effectively say, well, we have an app for um, our our transit, and we don't necessarily want to be a part of a of an aggregator. So in many cities, transit is the biggest you know the biggest uh, uh, non automotive option, right? So 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 there's there's already a political fighting going on with third party Moss versus uh, versus as transit authorities um, uh, and taxi companies are kind of just throwing in with with uh, with both of those. Um, but here's the thing: if Google plays its cards well and and it it sits there and says we are actually the front end to micro mobility, actually the front end to all mobility, because if you go back in time, you know the front end to the internet was the browser, which is why 
Netscape was founded, but then Microsoft actually was panicked when saw Netscape and they said we need to own this because whoever owns that is effectively the front the front end that is the the uh, Windows that is the, the the operating system of the internet so they had to have Internet Explorer it was absolutely a, a, a life or death decision that Bill, Bill Gates made to save the company that's how important it was. Uh, and it also and got so, them in fair amount of trouble, if I remember correctly. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. They were very ruthless about it. They were yeah. very ruthless about it. Um, and and so now Google could say, okay, when it comes to mobility, Maps is the browser to all mobility because effectively you open Maps and you say, I want to go to destination. B from source A from from starting A, and and yeah. that's my journey. And now you, at the bottom you have all these options, and you choose modes. Now it should. I mean, offer the, you I remember when we made that adjustment at Uber because if you remember way back in the day, I think we made this change in like tw late twenty fifteen, but we used to say, "This is where you are." And then we would maybe ask you where you're going, but more than anything, we would be asking you where you are. And I remember the change that we made, which was we open we opened when you would open the app, it would literally be like, "Where are you going? Don't worry where you are. Yeah. It's fine. We'll sort you out." But that was because we could see that the future was going to be that, you know, we'll we'll present an Uber, but we might also present micro mobility. We might present all these other, you know, a bus or transit or anything else. But yes. conceptually, the job to be done, right, is that. And I hear you about when you're saying for maps. The, you know, it's um, and every micromobility company operator, every operator has a map. So effectively, you're you're already effect asking people to open a different browser, to to do to do what we call mobility. Yes. Right. And th that's why we, you you know you have a, a screen full of of ma of browsers right now. And and so when if Google says, but we are the biggest browser, which is the biggest maps in the world. Um, within that, we have th th these mode modes available, which are you know generic transit and car and driving, assuming it's your car. Maybe and we we'll have an option for all the payments, sharing. and we'll take care of everything else. You just literally tell us where you want to go, and we'll give you the best option. You mean? Well, that's what they would go to the next. That would be the next step forward for them, like to become a mobility service as opposed to a mapping service. So mobility service says, okay, where do you want to go? And let now here's the here's here's the uh, switcheroo that happens. Instead of uh, you know surfacing whoever they like, it's a beauty contest. They like lime, or they or they like bird, or you know obviously they they like lime because there's some investment going on with GV. But what if you know someday they you know lime belly up, they go to bird or something like that. They don't they're not that particular, right? But here's where it gets interesting. What if they auctioned to all micromobility companies, do you want to be the one that's number one listed as the uh, first choice in terms of scooters or in terms of bikes? Now, if that's the case, you're going back to the AdWords model, which is yeah. exactly how they came to monetize the internet, is they said, look, um, you have a search, you're looking for something, now bid on being listed at the top of this ranking. So in the same in the same way what we end up with is micromobility companies effectively bidding to be surfaced on journey types. Now it might might be that it's a journey you don't want to do 
uh, it's outside your range. Maybe it's a journey that, uh, you know, this customer is not very good. You know, they're not going to pay a lot, whatever it is. But the, the algorithm ends up deciding all of that. And that's how AdWords was built. And that's how, you know, the biggest moneymaker in the internet was built. So the question in mobility then becomes, when, when you are the kingmaker, you are sitting on top of the browser, as is in, in this case, the search engine to the browser is directions, right? How to get to places. You can also, by the way, redirect people, which is another massive opportunity that I've talked about in the past. But for now, just let's deliver on the utility of going A to B. So the, the point is that Google then suddenly is in a position to get a cut of every trip made through Google Maps. And therefore, you know, people would abandon using uh, any of the mapping software. So here's the challenge for micromobility companies. If they go with the, with that model, if, first of all, obviously Google has to offer it, but if they do go with that model, they would effectively abandon becoming a search engine, becoming a, a browsing engine, and if all the UX and all that decision, all that work is done by Google, which will be very tempting. In exchange, they just are going to, once they're in the search engine optimization, SEO, we know that well, once you're in the, plugged into Google, you're just going to be getting millions and millions of rides coming your way, right? You, you don't have to deal with customer acquisition. You don't have to deal with with uh, 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 maintaining the apps and all these other things. It's basically constant money coming in, right? That would be the dream, except there's 15,000 others just like you, right? And and you're all going to be bidding to try to get the the, the favor with, with Google effectively, the, you know, get Getting Google as your distributor—that's what that—that's what the future looks like to me. Where where Google steps in and actually begins to to aggregate as a mobility as a service. So it's not the usual suspect that wins. It's not the transit authority or the the startup Moss Global or 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 uh, uh, whoever else is out there trying to push a Moss solution. It's suddenly Google who's the kingmaker in this whole space. And that is fearsome. Uh, by the way, uh, Apple would step in and maybe do it slightly differently. Maybe they will have a set of preferred partners they, they might work with and say, okay, anyone who works with Apple Maps as a micromobility supplier, you know, we vet and we, we, you know, we check everything to make sure that they're good. And they would have this kind of more bespoke uh, option. But maybe they'll also go the same way Google does and, and just get the highest bidder. But then, then your economics change. You'll think about your your trip economics differently You're, you'll have a customer acquisition cost and you'll be effectively you know spending 20 30 percent for each ride effectively paying for the distribution of of uh, of the queries that's exactly the way the internet works today so uh you know th there's that's one there's one thing in this which is at the moment uh mode share in a lot of uh, oecd countries is going to be still you know 60 70 80 90 percent private car and the part that I'm trying to get my head around is how does Google, what what's the value that Google adds there other than, oh, we're just the Google Maps? Because it, it strikes me as being the next logical extension of that is not only being able to provide the service, but actually being able to price the road space for them. And that that ends up being controlled by them because they say we can more efficiently move this, the traffic around the city if you give over. And now traffic. you're asking the right questions. 
once you see once you see the visibility once you have this visibility of a future where where suddenly the world of the, of the physical world begins to look like the internet world and the business models begin to ch- catch up with it all kinds of hell breaks loose um, one of the things will be exactly can 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 Google play favorites? One thing is can Google uh, act you know change pricing in a way that effectively um, you, you know you you're uh, you you're getting a bribe effectively like you know because the optimization algorithm is 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 you know is disrupting the the logic of uh, uh, lowest cost. Uh, supplier, uh, uh, are you discriminating against certain users? That will be very common, right? Because you'll 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 profile the users and decide, you know, I'm going to bid for a, a high net worth individual, and I do not want anybody who has no money. So the the are all kinds of games that can that people will be able to play. But also, there's a, a, a lot of potential for for like I said, redirection, and you know, you you'll have a ride on a vehicle that. Um, uh, might tempt you as you're going along. So it'll be the cheapest option, let's say. But as you're going along, it's always feeding you ads in the form of like, stop here for a coffee, stop here for a donut, stop here for, for you know, uh, a good time. And all of this, as you're going along, you'll be like, hang on, I'm just trying to get to my destination. And you're prompted to do other things all the all the way. And maybe like, you know, there'll be an attach rate, like 10% of people will pull over and do other things. And then the, suddenly you're, you're messing with people's intentions. Again, the internet does this all the time. That's all it does. That's the entire business logic of the internet is to redirect you. You thought you wanted to go somewhere, but you're going somewhere else. And 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 that's that's what we've done to 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 uh, this old story for search, twenty year old story for search. But the the question for for uh, mobility. And by the way, none of this can happen with the car. All of I'm talk all this that I'm talking about is. On micro only because it's 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 not a personal vehicle. It's going to be a smart vehicle. It's going to be able to do all kinds of different things as well, and it's connected. Yada yada. yada. We've talked about all that before, but this is this is where where uh, when you start to talk today in today's world about what is the value of the smartphone well if it's if it's if it's an apple device you do think about it a certain way and maybe if it's a Sam, samsung device you'll think about it a different way but fundamentally you know the businesses are all on top right you know whether it's facebook social uh, media uh, content or 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 searches as as google and google services and tons and tons of other services on top and this is where i'm asking myself where we're going to end up with um but yeah i think that the, the, some of the some of the you you have a mind that that thing, thinks about economics. This is fascinating to me. But I think I have a mind that thinks more like you know jobs to be done. And I think about uh, what do people have in mind that they think that they're hiring transportation to do, but they're really they're saying I I'm, you know I I I need a box to get me to the to the grocery store. But the real outcome of going to the grocery store is that you make a meal from your family, and they're going to think you're fantastic. So yes. can can I deliver that that feeling for you of, of family, you know, uh, uh, adoration, <laughs> adoration in some other way? Yeah. And and then I start to think, hey, you know, as you get in the car, if I'm tempting you instead to go to a florist and buy some flowers instead of groceries, wouldn't that be great? You know, maybe your family will think you're even better. So th- that temptation and that offering can be put forward only if the car or vehicle in this case 
pops it in your face and says, hey, I noticed you're going to a grocery store. How would you like to stop at the florist first? Uh, you know, and, and here's a coupon. So we manipulate people's brains so much with the internet, but we don't manipulate the brain when it gets in the car, when it gets in that very important part of, of the cost structure of daily well, life. Yeah, we do, but we do it in other ways, right? So we think about it from a perspective of like, if you have a nice looking, uh, you know, I don't know, well-positioned McDonald's or something on the side of the road with some some good, um, you know, billboards yeah. that, that 10 kilometers out, which is, you know, McDonald's is going to be here in 10 kilometers yeah, we, or something like this. It's like, brick and mortar. Exactly. exactly. Just, and it's, position, but it's dumb. It's dumb. We, and yeah, it's, we position things with, with extraordinary inflexibility. And and mess mess try to mess with people's heads by by you know you know giving them stimuli on the way to where they thought they were going, hoping that they would stop. But that, that's you're absolutely right. But the, this isn't messing with the head in the more direct manner that knowing that you're on your way to Burger King and you get a coupon for McDonald's. So it's 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 so much more knowledge that you're going to have when the journey begins with maps on Google. Yeah. And it's offering you a modality that is itself smart and integrated into the into into that uh, in that query system, and monetized and incentivized with all kinds of behind the scenes deals that you have no no visibility to. So you don't know how you're being monetized. You don't know how you're being manipulated. You don't know how you're being redirected. But again, we, we, we perhaps we, that's not a world we want in in mobility in general. The physical world should not maybe mirror the internet world in that respect. But I'm telling you, and this is a, as a warning out there that, you know, if you follow, if you pull on that thread and you ask yourself, Hey, I got this by the this whole train of thought came from noticing that Lime was surfacing on on Google Maps. And that's right. all it took, right? Yeah. That's all it took. And and now now you have to ask what where this leads. So this is why I'm a little bit nervous or more than a little bit nervous about Google's entry as as a kingmaker potentially and maybe you know how others might react to that i mean maybe governments will say heck no you're not allowed to do this well or this maybe, is an already uh, a discussion that's happening within government right that they don't want the the mass platforms to end up in the in the hands of third parties who don't uh, necessarily have the intentions of full level accessibility for all members of society that's a fair distribution i mean public transit is a utility right and so and there's an expectation in the social contract that exists between governments and citizens that everybody is treated fairly you know to some extent and that and that's not the motivation for a private company obviously they're there with a different product they're dif there with a profit motive yeah um, the good thing the th or bad thing whatever you want to put the thing about the internet and computing and mobility or mobile computing in general and all that is that it was never regulated because it created its own market. It wasn't in the beginning, you know, governments weren't even, what the heck is the internet? What the heck is all this going on with search? And I mean, nobody stepped in to regulate any of it until much, much later and probably too late. But with the question with transportation is that it is highly regulated already. So someone's stepping in and saying, hey, we're going to do it different. Again, but we create a parallel universe with micromobility. Micromobility is that's, this is why this is such an important thing. I, I'm tempted, by the way, in the next time I get to present on this topic. Uh, remember, I, the last time I talked, I gave a keynote at the micromobility conference. I said, Let's let's go back to the definition of micromobility. And I said, if you if you break the word down, you know, micro and mobility, this is what they result in. And we ended up with urban freedom, right? I remember that. Yes. And 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 yep. and, and I was I, I was a, I was trying to pull away from. 
the definition of micromobility around 500 kilograms, which remember we started out with, and that was a very, very powerful argument and also very controversial argument. Uh, and I pulled out back from that. I said, let's let's be a little bit more less specific and more broad in thinking about what is micromobility. But now I'm thinking the next time, I'm not giving it away, but the next time we're going to even be broader about it. Uh, I, I'm reminded of a quote by Nietzsche who said, as soon as you define something, it ceases to lose, uh, it ceases to, to have any power. Mm-hmm. The most powerful things in the world are the ones which are least defined and hardest to grasp, like the word love. We completely undefinable thing, okay? It's undefinable, or God is undefinable, right? Mm-hmm. And these are the most important ideas we ever came up with. So the, the thing about the more I think about micromobility, the broader and broader it becomes. And this whole idea of micromobility is the same way as microcomputing. It changed the world, because, not because it was a small computer. It changed the world because it gave power to millions and millions of people to do things they could never have imagined they wanted ever to do. Mm. So the thing mm-hmm. about micromobility, then we get into this question, okay, fine, it, it enables it enables a Google to transform transportation through information, through these logic of search, through the logic of auctioning access to users, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so it would only happen through micromobility. It cannot happen with transit. It cannot happen with, with, with cars, and it cannot happen with walking. So the point is that that you, this is this is this is uh, the cat's out of the bag it's it once once it's, it starts going it's going to create its own life and the 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 larger we start about e-bikes and it's this is as exciting as it would be to say well we just have a, a, an early motorola phone that happens to have a battery in it that's where we are right now right. and 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 we it, haven't it even just, really Im- understood the implications that you can start recording and then broadcasting a video of someone um you know being and in the, in the case of uh, the last couple of weeks george floyd you know being being choked but like that it sets off this protest movement around the world with kind of crazy hypes i mean that that stuff is going to be potentially possible but it's going to take a while for the platforms to emerge the the the, the technology if it's powerful enough, has implications far beyond those who created it have ever imagined. Not Steve Jobs couldn't, as much as he he was a pioneer in computing and in mobile telephony, uh, he never, or even music distribution through iPod, he never imagined that these things would get as big as they did. He just focused on being great. Which is which is one of the most important qualities in, in in of the man was that you know just focus on greatness and and all will will follow. But the thing I'm I'm, I'm struck by you know yes that is the way you build it, but the way you, th- you analyze it is a is a different matter because the job of the analyst is is to think backwards and forwards and say but look how much has happened and all of these are consequential right these are all causal to that invention and so the the micromobility to me, will become a revolution in 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 far far more than utility, and this is why you know I keep going back to to I, I don't want to say I'm not dogmatic about shared versus owned, but it's more likely to be scaled in the way I imagine it. Right, this 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 conception of of a new world, if the if the vehicle is not. Uh, you know, effectively in your garage. That, that, that to yeah. me is, is kind of one yeah. of those things, right? Well, That's all sense. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, look, we are right up against time, but um, thank you, Horace, as always. This has been a fascinating episode. I love it when we get on rants like this. Um, yeah, 
Cool. All right. Till next time.